Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. And, uh, hey, we got a great, great show on tap for you tonight. Uh, big shout-out to Eddie Kuhnkamp. Uh, Tony Wink with the week off. It's fireworks season, and uh, for the next, uh, what, week and a half, two weeks? At least. He'll be hammering. He'll be up to his eyeballs and boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom, yeah. Roman Avila yeah. in studio. P.J. Duran here as well. Our contributors, as always, Chris Bishop and Toby Boy Halverson, great writers and and uh, interesting points of view, have they? Uh, Jack and Leanne DeLeon are producing our program. Let's go through the list from the bottom up. Uh, we have... Um, and you're saying Peroni, right? Mar- yep. Mark Mark Peroni. Mark Shout Peroni. out to the guys at the Indianapolis uh, Speedway. All right, so he'll be joining us from his rig. Jeff Carver uh, is going to be joining us as well. Jeffrey Carver Jr. Kyle Redman. Uh, for those of you keeping track of Kyle, he uh, recently won the last dog standing race, the 2018 edition. Uh, so we'll be talking with Kyle. Mackenzie Tricker is going to be joining us. Uh, Mackenzie has been on the podium six of the eight rounds so far in the women's uh GNCC, right? Yeah. And Women's Cross Country GNCC. There it is. And then, of course, Bobby Fong will be starting the program. But before we go to Bobby, let's go to some breaking news with PJ Duran. PJ? Well, from this past weekend on uh, the World Superbike Series in Brno, Czech Republic, uh, race one, we had uh, the usual sus- suspects uh, Johnny Ray, the season points leader ahead of Marco Melandri and his teammate Tom Sykes. That was an interesting race. Race two, far more interesting. The Yamaha guys came into their own. Lowe's and Vandermark absolutely put the smack down. And shockingly, Ray, the points leader, crashed out of race number two, giving everyone at least a momentary sense of hope, although he has been running away with this thing this year. Gagne, our American uh, hero racer, Jake Gagne, and PJ Jacobson, both were flirting with the top 10. Gagne in 12th, Jacobson in 13th. They were milliseconds from breaking into the top 10, so they're both going in the right direction, which is great to see in the World Superbike Series. Some Americans hopefully going to make some noise, and we will be talking to my buddy Mark Peroni later, as you said, Scott. Go ahead, Roman. Nice nice uh, addition, by the way, a late addition to the script, and I think that's very timely. He's sitting surrounded by race cars. He is Indi- currently sitting yeah. at the infield at Indianapolis preparing for his weekend of racing, along with a couple other friends of mine. Mark and I go way back, so it'll be fun to talk to him on air. All right, let's go to uh, Roman Avila. Roman, breaking news from you, sir. Well, a couple of things. Uh, Phil Nicoletti is no longer with uh, JGR. That happened last week. He is now uh, with Rockstar Energy Husqvarna for the remainder of the outdoors, filling in for both or either uh, Dean Wilson or uh, Jason Anderson, whoever you want to pick. Um, also, Zach Osborne's out for the remainder of the season, yeah, shoulder injury. 
that's going to take him out. Um, Hurlings again in MXGPs killed it. Went one one over the weekend just in uh, in France. Um, and then <clears throat> kind of you know one other thing, and we're we're gonna we're gonna touch on this. You know uh, the GNCCs are kicking up in their in their racing. Uh, McKenzie Trickers won back to back. We're gonna. Uh, their last two rounds, so we're going to talk to her about that. Um, and then one little offbeat thing, and this is on Racer X's website. There's a video of Corey Grafunder trying to take on this teeter totter, and he ends up destroying his ankle over it. So oh, no, yeah, uh, literally <laughs> broke his ankle on the deal. Um, and I'm not sure what the event was for, but. It's uh, it's pretty devastating looking uh, injury. So suffice it to say, he got both the over and the under. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, no good. Yeah, let's, well, go let's to talk our, to our man. Let's yeah, go to our first guest, Bobby mm. Fong. Bobby, how are you, buddy? Hey guys, how are you? Good man. Currently running in tenth overall in the Moto America Superbike class. Perhaps uh, you'd like to. Uh, uh, pick up the pace a little bit, move up in the 8th or 7th or 6th or anything above 10th, but uh, it's not easy. You've got a very talented field to compete against. Um, you know, it's uh, we've had a, a, a rough year so far. You know, it's, uh, it's the beginning, um, you know, with the new team and everything. And uh, how I am in the points doesn't really justify on how, how good we're doing now these days. We have uh, – we had – I don't know, maybe four DNS now. So the the points, uh, I'm way out of the points, and it's uh, and it's just a little a little bad luck we ran into this year. Um, unfortunately, uh, just a little mechanicals and stuff, just trying to situate things. But the team got a handle on things, and uh, we're moving forward. Uh, we're doing the times like the leaders are doing. Um, you know, it's just uh, unfortunately a little bad luck, but it's all a part of the game, and we just make us strong, making us stronger for. Uh, Laguna coming in in two weeks. Yeah, big race coming up at Laguna, Bobby. Um, how did you enjoy uh, Road America for like the first time in my memory? We didn't really have to deal with rain on race day uh, for superbike races, which was again very rare. It seems for uh, the annual trek to Wisconsin. It was such a good feeling, not worrying about the weather for that weekend. You know, obviously, yeah, it's been hell. Uh, or as long as I can remember, it's at least rained one time. Uh, one time, uh, either one of the two uh, days. Every single yeah. year, it seems like one day or the other is a complete washout. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, it was a good feeling, and um, you know, obviously, it's a beautiful place, beautiful track, and you know, makes for good racing as well. Mm. Um, now, I had a good weekend. I thought so. You know, Saturday uh, didn't go as planned. I, I made it hard for the team. I. Uh, had a little tip over in Super Bowl, just uh, trying a little hard, trying to get a good position for the race, and uh, we kind of ran out of time putting the bike together for uh, for the race. So we had to start from hot pit, so that kind of put it on our back foot a little bit for the race. Um, but the team did a good job, and uh, at least got the bike ready for us. So I'm, I'm happy about that. And then race two, I uh, I just made it hard for myself. Basically, I had the worst start in race in history. I felt like. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a tough go. I, I saw you struggling down the straightaway. Was, uh, didn't look like fun. Uh, you were you were on the back foot from the jump. Yeah, no, and then I, I caught up to uh, Tony Elias by the end. Um, you know, I, I, was, 
I was happy with the result. I was happy with our times. I was just a little disappointed with myself and how I came off the line because uh, the pace I was going, I could have ran with uh, Bobier and Heron. Yeah, so you're you're getting on with the bike very well. Um, it's understandable. Problem getting along with the bike. It's, it's yeah, day one never had been a problem at all whatsoever. It's it's um, been easy for uh, you to go fast on. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fairly easy motorcycle. The team provided me a good motorcycle, and uh, we just had a little bad luck this year. Um, you know, sometimes it just uh, doesn't click for myself and the team. But you know, I from day one, I was fast on the bike. We we, we could do fast times. We could uh, do good pace, and they provided me a motorcycle where I can do that. So um, Laguna, I'm uh, really really confident. Probably the most confident I've been in a while on this machine. Just uh, knowing what we did. Just, uh, a few weeks ago at Road America, so I'm I'm stoked to get out there, and you know there's going to be a lot of people, obviously fans and family, going to be out there. Hopefully, I need to uh, get a good showing, and for all the the struggle we've been through, it's going to feel good when I uh, hopefully when we get on the box. Last season, if I recall, you were on the stock 1000 ZX10, right? Yeah, and that yeah, what? Yeah, we we're on. Okay, that was a missile, <laughs> to say the yeah, least. Out of the court. Out of the corners, it was definitely a missile for sure. Oof. Did you have to make any major changes to your riding style when you switched to uh, Superbike Spec R1? Um, I had to make a, a, basically I had to adjust my style for the Yamaha, not for the Superbike Spec. Um, there was not much, there's not much things that, that's on this bike that wasn't on my Kawasaki, basically. Um, you know, it's everything different. It's just a different motorcycle, you know what I mean? Um, the, this one likes to be turned on throttle. It's a lot easier to ride. Uh, the Kawasaki, you could be more aggressive with it. Like, you could come in, you could charge the corners, and then the thing was so fast coming out of the corners, you could really point and shoot like the Suzuki's are. Um, this one, you like to roll through the corners, which is uh, it's a lot less effort to ride, but uh, when you start charging, it's, it's a little harder to get the last time. Like, you wanted, like on the Cowie, like, whenever I wanted to try harder, I just push harder and go a little bit deeper in the corners and go a little harder on the throttle. This one, you actually, like, you know, you got to be smoother and you got to connect the dots more and you got to roll a little bit more. So it's a little bit more challenging in that perspective. Um, but overall, it's a friendly motorcycle. Um, it, it's not really aggressive. It's just really, really linear. Bobby, uh, how much factory support are you getting with this new with this new bike for yourself um everything's in-house at the hudson motorcycles they're doing everything in-house uh so um hopefully in the future yamaha can help us out a little bit um but i'm happy with what i have right now for what uh what hudson provided me and sure rocky star what rocky star provided me and uh you know everything is built in-house and you know for uh mark and daniel snyder my team owners um you know, from being in the first year in Moto America, first year Superbike team, you know, kind of jumping in the deep end, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, they, they provided me a good motorcycle and um, they're doing a great job. It's very exciting, uh, Bobby, to have new blood in our Moto America pit. That's It's a big deal to get a new from the ground effort into the paddock. It, I mean, it's early days for a first-go effort, as you were saying. How's your read on them? I mean, are they still excited, glad that they've got, taken on this uh, extreme challenge with uh, not only you, but, I mean, 
with the entire series. It's uh, it's a big deal. And are they enjoying it? You think? You know, the sport needs needs these two brothers. They need Hudson Motorcycles to be on the grid. You know, as you know, the road racing in America isn't doing that great. So more and more people, more teams to, uh, to be involved with Moto America is great for everybody. Um, you know, I personally, I, I think that uh, they jumped into the deep end. Well, they, I think they're starting to they realize that. You know, they jumped straight into the deep end. You know what I mean? Just with some of the the bad luck we've been we've been given in the beginning. You know, it's uh, super bike. You know what I mean? You're racing against the best in America, and uh, you know, with all the electronics and stuff like that, you know, it, it doesn't come easy. You have to work for it. So, you know, the result isn't there, but I, I think they're seeing the uh, the light. Uh, you know, I think they're seeing the light now. You know, I mean, the first few rounds is definitely a struggle, and they're like, "Oh, man, this is what it's like." You know, but um, I think they're going to be around for a while. They're uh, they're go getters, and they don't give up. You know, with Mark and Daniel, they uh, I, as much as as long as I've known them, which isn't long, I, I have that feeling where they don't give up. You know, they're gonna whatever we need, whatever uh, whatever it takes, they're going to be involved and. Um, Hopefully for a lot more years to come during the during the Motor America paddock. So I know this year they're going to give it their all, and hopefully for many more. Bobby, do you think some of the rule changes are going to lend itself to seeing more teams, you know, just spring up and and want to be a part of Moto America, uh, kind of like the Hudson brothers and 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 that? Do you think that's you know? It's, uh, it's up- it's up to the privateer teams and it's up to the riders like myself and Josh Heron and uh, Matthew Skoltz. You know, the more we run with the, the more we run with the factory boys, I think more and more privateers will be like, oh yeah, we could do it. You know, you don't need a factory effort to, to run up front. Um, yeah, obviously their bikes are a little bit better. Factories are more, more supported and better funded, but, you know, I think it's um, it's good how the rules are because, as you can see from you know what what people have done this year, you could be a privateer and run with uh, run with the best, run with a factory team. So hopefully that helps the sport and helps uh, helps people just realize that hey, you don't need to spend a million dollars to run up front. Well, Bobby, the reason why I ask you this is because we've we've seen this in motocross and we've seen this in some other sports, Supercross too. Um, you, you get glimpses every now and then of the privateer team or, you know, the, the struggling guy that just shows up out of a box van and, and just crushes it. But my, my point that I'm trying to get at is I I think Moto America would benefit from, from more privateer teams like you, like yourself to, 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 you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Bring bring Moto America back into the fold per se, as a in the spotlight. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. So you guys can have more exposure, so we can get this out into the forefront in people's minds, and you know, get you guys the exposure that that you deserve. Yeah, you know, I, I think so too, and uh, I, you know, we have the best riders here. You know, I uh, I believe that myself and all the competitors that are running up front in Moto America and the Super Sport and the Super Bike class, I, I, I think we're, I think we're world class. I don't think that there's any other series, you know what I mean, that there are better riders other than just better teams, better funded, better money, you know what I mean? I think that you could take any of us and put us on a good team in Europe and we, 
we could do the same thing. Um, you know what I mean? So hopefully, you know, Moto America, you know, gets more gets more fans, gets more money because uh, they deserve it. And Wayne Rainey, Chuck Axton, they're all trying really, really hard, and they're providing us uh, to showcase our talent in America. Um, you know, hopefully, it just moves along for the guys and, and helps the sport. And they're uh, they're definitely um, they're willing to do whatever it takes. They've changed a lot this year with the with the spectators and the concerts and you know just uh, some of the shows for some of the show stuff for the spectators when they come to the race. So they're they're trying really hard, and it uh, hopefully pays off. Well, Bobby, it's been awesome to watch you. Uh, unfortunately, we've watched some of your struggles this season, but. I really think you're on your on the rise. You're you're a SoCal guy originally, right? NorCal. NorCal. You're a NorCal guy. But either way, you're heading home for your next big race at Laguna. I'm looking forward to yeah, watching you battle at the front. We're seeing our ones under privateers doing the business. Uh as we as you'd already mentioned, Skoltz is if it's raining He's got to be everybody's favorite currently. I know there there's lots of other guys that can go fast in the rain, but he is Seemed to be on a different planet, and Heron at Road America was racing to the line with some dudes on arguably the same bike as you. So, go get them. Yeah, Bob, thanks, man. Bobby uh, sponsors. Before we're out of time, uh, you know the, the whole Hudson motorcycle team, the crew, the mechanics, everybody behind that, Quicksilver and uh, Lexan. Lexan, they've uh, they've really um, you know everybody stepped up to the program this year, and uh, I just want to give them some good results. Let them know what uh, they're spending their money on. Bobby, you be good, man. It's always good to talk to you. Thanks, boys. There we Bye. go. Bobby Fong to the uh, pits, as it were. Uh, coming up, Mark Samuels is going to be joining us. Uh, uh, Mark and, uh, let's see, Team Slam Life Racing won Baja 500 Pro Unlimited with a uh, close and flawless close to flawless ride. And we'll get into that with him. This portion of our program brought to you by our friends at... Uh, at a, at a dealership that just keeps growing. Have you added more space? Uh, we have added the- more space. We've built a mezzanine. We've blown through yet another wall, and we still need more space, I would say. Right now, we need how, more space. How many more walls are there to blow through? There are not many. We will eventually be outside. Okay. <laughs> in the Techland Power Sports, be outside. look for them in, in Grimes, Iowa. Great people. They've got onboard financing. They'll take care of all of your parts and service needs. Uh, exceptional staff, by the way. And you'll love the look of the dealership. They've designed it with you in mind. So it's Hicklin Power Sports. Look for them online as well. Okay, stay tuned. More after this. This is Pit Pass. This is Andrew Shore, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. 
Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for Riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. This is number 40, Jason DeSalvo, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Well, the news is out. Thomas Covington will make his return to uh, the U.S. in 2019. That news announced over the weekend, the MXGP of France uh, and that American. We look forward to having him back here. He's been racing uh, for the last couple. well, a couple of years anyway, FIM Motocross World Championships, and uh, looking forward to seeing him back here. And I believe he'll be doing it under Bobby Hewitt's Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team. So that's uh, that's big news, I think. Anyway, let's go to our next guest, guys. Uh, in studio, by the way, Roman Avila, PJ Duran, uh, Scott Casper with you for the next uh, hour and 35 anyway uh, mark samuels joins us uh, team slam life racing uh just won the baja and uh, I, I have a you were talking about uh another guy that bought tony's uh race the bike. 2017 baja 500 class winning or you know winning uh in the Promo to 30 class, which was what we ran last year. Right. The guy bought the bike from us and won the Promoto 50 class. How cool is that? Yeah, very cool. It's very cool, but I mean, and if you want to get it to Mark done, Samuels yeah. right here, about right. the very same. Mark Samuels joins us. Mark, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you guys? You know, there's races that are legendary, and this obviously is one of them. Uh, and uh, congratulations, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. Definitely uh, was a good race. It said it was a close to flawless ride. 
I would, yeah, I would say that. Um, it went, it went pretty dang smooth. Obviously, uh, in 500 miles, you have a little issues, but we, uh, covered those up pretty quickly and kept it rolling. So every, everyone else had bigger issues than we did. Mark, hey, just quick question. How many guys do you guys have on your team? There was three of us. It's me, Justin Morgan, and Justin. Three riders? Did you have a sport team, I have to believe? Yeah, and then we had sport support team. And, uh, you know, like that would probably be, there's about 40 of us total. That, uh, wow, 40? To make it happen. <laughs> that is a big effort. Yeah, yeah, I think we were pictures it looked like we were somewhere in the 15 20 if you counted every somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 uh, last year and i thought we had it pretty well covered <laughs> 40 would be real real nice for three riders that's uh i mean did you guys uh i presume this is not your first go no no definitely not um yeah three riders it was you know me and justin morgan talked about doing it just uh us two um but we decided to have Justin Jones jump on just because um, for the thousand, it's good to have him racing down there too. And we always enjoy riding with Justin Jones. And it, uh, you know, it actually ended up working out good. I right as I was leaving for uh, free running, I ended up cutting my hand open pretty no. pretty gnarly and deep, and that that set me back a few. Uh, I only got a pre run for four days, and um, you know, I gave Justin Jones a few more miles to. Uh, to help me out, so yeah, it ended up working out good that I we had Justin Jones down there too. Did you guys run? Um, did you utilize Baja Pits or one of the other support, uh, you know, built-in support uh, systems that the the race has going, or did you do your own? Just our own. Um, there's a Max Seven group down there that they were there if we needed help, but uh, yeah, with the forty people that uh, I pretty much. Took care that of covers it. Yeah, I, I was gonna say forty can, guys. They probably had you can it. Park a car everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the plan is to have as many people around the course in case anything happens. You get to uh to the bike or person as quick as possible to keep keep the bike rolling. So who was uh the unlimited? I want to say last year was it a guy named Espinoza? Is that right? Unlimited last year. Esposito. Esposito, excuse me. Yeah, Esposito, fast, fast guy. Was, 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 were he and his team back in it? Because they really crushed last year. Yeah, they, uh, they, did, they did good last year. They were definitely prepared. Um, they, they, were, they ended up second. Um, so Shane's teammate was Justin Morgan last year, um, and that's now my teammate. And uh, me and Justin have gone far – Way back from uh, actually our very first Baja race in 2011 was on the same team together. Both of us raced our very first Baja race together. Um, so it's kind of cool that we both grown. He ended up on one team, I ended up on another, raced each other, and it's pretty awesome to be back together racing again. That that is cool. I mean, and it's got to feel great to beat the previous year's winner. I mean, there's just nothing better than saying I'm I'm better than you were. So. Again, hats off to you. I know, having been there with uh, our very own Tony Wink last year, it is a daunting, daunting task. And it's, I mean, no mean feat to get the 40 people you had in the country, all in one place, pulling in one direction. And then you need a fair bit of luck, too, right? I got to believe, Mark. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Luck's uh, a big part of it. And 
you know, that comes from uh, preparation and everything and knowledge, but uh, luck luck is definitely a, a big part of Baja and having good crew members and, you know, there's it goes all the way down from each uh, pit having people there, making sure that they have fuel to uh, even our helicopter chase and pit crews. <laughs> but a lot of people don't really understand, you know, we have to figure out our own pit crews for... Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many... Did you have one chopper for the team? Which would be more than enough, I would think, but... Yep, just one helicopter, and uh, nice. you know, there's three three pits pretty much. And on <laughs> leapfrogging, I uh-huh. I saw yep. Esposito yeah. doing it last year. I think I uh, and my apologies to anyone who I don't mention, but I was specifically watching for Esposito, but because his chopper was on it, the pilot was a bad bad man. I mean, <laughs> they have they must have some military experience in their background because <laughs> they were doing stuff with the choppers that was blowing my yeah, mind. Maybe they had some uh, sore guys over there flying for him. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. So. Any oh crap moments? Any any good tidbits? Because <laughs> uh, I gotta imagine that in that race you had to have a couple. I know Tony's talked to us about a few that he had in his uh, time on the bike. Anything that you wanna kind of bring to uh, the fold? It, it went pretty dang smooth. The only thing that I I had in my section was um, the last day before pre running. Someone ran over a fence and drug at the barbed wire cross. And I got that um, stuck in my rear wheel as I came around the corner through the fence. And there was just a big old pile. And it, it locked the rear wheel up. I had to put the bike down, get my uh, fanny pack out, and snip all the bob wire out and continue on. And, you know, just just little things like that. Nothing too, uh, too crazy. Um, everything went pretty smooth with uh, safety and all that. And our helicopter was on it, and they did a great job. Did your... Safe. Did your um what what's the the flashy beacon deal that they make you wear? Uh, they make you put on your bike. Uh, it's the Stella. A, the Stella. Did it function as designed at all? Yeah, you know that thing. Um, what was it? Two years ago now. I'm last year they were. Last year I heard nothing. I mean, our own quit at mile fifty, and I didn't meet anyone who said, "Yeah, it worked perfect the whole race." It was by and large people saying it just shut off and quit working. Yeah, there was the first couple of runs were a little rough, but um, this year the two fifty it worked good, um, and the the five hundred it worked the entire time too. So I think that they're uh, they're learning and getting it better, and I think it will be good for the sport for uh, safety. And oh, I definitely think the, the intent is amazing, but if it doesn't work, it's just you're carrying weight around. Yeah, totally, and it's pretty bulky. You know, they're trying to kind of do something like what Dakar has, and uh, you know, the Dakar one is a little more sleeker and um, easier. And obviously, they build those bikes to mount those things, so it, it's kind of tough to uh, mount those Stellas. Yeah, we had some fun. Privateer team. Yeah, we had some fun in the parking lot of uh, the hotel <laughs> last year, uh, figuring out our mounts. Um, yep. So how how how'd you go in the two fifty? You said you've already done the San Felipe. Yep, we did San Felipe at the beginning of the year, and uh, yeah, me and Justin kicked butt, and I think we won by thirty minutes at that race also. So you're the odds by. on, money's on sure. you to win the title here because with the one thousands coming. That's right. <laughs> when's when's the thousand? Is that in like October, November? November, yeah. November. Wow. Yeah, awesome. Have you guys? Have you or anyone on your team ever been the overall champion? Like against trucks? 
and everything? Or uh, no, I mean, I'm sorry. He's been bike. the overall bike champion for the year because for those of our listeners, this is essentially a three-race series, correct? Or are there yep. more races? Yep. It's a three-race series, so you win accolades and awards and everything for each individual race, but then there's a points assigned to it, and yep. you get an overall title. Have you ever had an overall? Yep, this was, I've done it uh, three times now, and then um, so this is going for my fourth. Wow. That is that is impressive stuff right there. So how long are you going to keep doing this, man? Because there's a, there's a lot of dangerous stuff out there on that track. Uh, I got to think the more miles you pile up there, the more uh, the odds are stacked in the, yeah. in, 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 uh, the, in the corner of, oh, no, it happened. Yep. No, uh, it's definitely a, a high-risk situation that we're in out there. Um, you know, with knowledge and being down there, you learn – how to be safer but you could only control so much um helicopter is a huge thing but i don't know we'll see where uh i'm i just turned 29 last week so Happy i'm birthday. getting up there but i still got a few more years in me and uh you know hopefully i can go race some more dakar stuff too and into my 30s and there's some really fast 40 year olds out on that course i i know there are we saw them uh, there are some <laughs> dudes in their 40s that absolutely rail down at Baja. So, uh, did you get to hang around in Ensenada and really party it up after the win? <laughs> yeah, we uh, we definitely got uh, catered for Monster and uh, the Papa's beer guys uh, after the win. So, that was, that was a lot of fun. 40 people, though. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this because <laughs> you got to have a secretary that's, for that's, just the team's logistics. Well, I'm trying yeah. to think about how you feed them so they must eat mm-hmm. in flights. Uh, you show up at Denny's, how many in your party? Uh, 40. it's kind of a every man for themselves down there when we get there and they just meet and say you know you tell them that's where i need you to be at this time and they figure it out on their own yep yeah it's uh when you're hungry you eat when you're thirsty you drink and make sure my two parts are ready and go racing and be in the right place at the right time (laughs) did you have any any no breakdowns as far as uh you know, even to experienced teams at the Bajas, I'm sure you know, lose the track or lose the course or uh, go the wrong way when you know, at a crossover section when the when it's a two way track or none of that happened to you guys. Nope, nope, it all went went very smooth. Um, That's what it takes, you know. The the yep. team, if you even have one misstep, somebody got off course and had to backtrack, you're probably not in it for the overall, right? No, no, it's uh, it's definitely pretty tough. I mean, at the thousand last year, um, eighty miles into the race, Colton Udall uh, had a, uh, a a mount fall off for the stick. I'm sorry, a mount fall off from what? Um, the mount that holds the Stella, the oh, okay. Stella unit that we we're just talking about, the GPS. Right. Um, yep. And you know that. Right at the beginning of the race, that put us back 30 minutes by the time he picked it up, put it in his fanny pack, rode to the next pit, and Zip tie it on, duct tape it on. Yeah, we duct taped ours and zip tied it in addition to having the mount that they gave us. We're like, that is not yeah. falling off. I would I would say we had an entire roll of duct tape on the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the unit, and then we had it covered up to where we couldn't see it, so we just had to listen for like the speed zone. <laughs> but, you know, we, we ended up coming back from that from 30 minutes, and being the first one across the line, but we had a little issue with a, a teammate crashing across the finish line, took the win away. <laughs> but it, 
I, oh, I remember this. I read about it yeah. recently, and somebody was talking to me about it recently, yeah. and it was heartbreaking. And I th- think we, re- I think we talked about this actually last year, maybe. Yeah, I think we did right after the race. Yeah, yeah so that definitely heartbreaking. Um, pretty tough way, you know, for that race as a whole. But then for there's there's about a hundred people. Can you tell us is is the is the guy who uh, had the unfortunate wheelie unfortunate wheelie <laughs> is he all right? I mean, we all our hearts go out to the guy because I mean, clearly it was just a, a worst case scenario deal. Obviously, yep. not his intention. No. Is he doing all right? Is he is he he's gotten out he's of his fine, own yeah. head? Yeah, he's all good. He uh, <laughs> it, it was a, a big hit for all of us, and it he, he's all good. We uh, you know. You win together and you lose together as a team. So it doesn't matter if it's uh, one of us that did it or it's all of us that you know go go together and uh, you know that's what makes a good team. So it's uh, we all took the fall with them and you know don't don't hold anything against them either. Well, I got to tell you, it's racing is racing, riding's right. Riding. It's that's why they call it a team sport. A lot of the, a lot of people think uh, motorcycle racing is a single and solitary uh, discipline. It is. In certain cases, somewhat, but usually there's a, there's a team behind you. Only time Absolutely. It's, it's a single thing is when you're the guy on the bike, on the track, right then and there at that very moment. Otherwise, everything that led up to that point was a team effort, whether it's your husband, your, husband, your wife, your parents, or whatever Panic. it is. Significant. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mark, nope, thanks for, for the sure. time, man. Appreciate it. Uh, best of luck to you in your uh, continued effort. 542 miles. Yep. Next it's, up, uh, next up, the 1,000. He's already won the 250. Go get him. <laughs> Good luck, <laughs> Thank Mark. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having us on. It's always uh, always fun to talk, Mark. Thank you. Uh, quick time out. This portion of our show brought to you by Fly Racing. Fly Racing continues to expand its line of hard parts. From bike stands to handlebars, grips, chains, and sprockets, foot pegs, and lever assemblies, to creative products such as the innovative boot wash stand, Fly Racing designers are committed to making quality hard parts. Visit flyracing.com or see your local Fly Racing authorized dealer for a full list of available Fly hard parts. Back after this. Hey, this is Matt Bonnick, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike 
For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple to ride, electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, I protection long sleeves long pants gloves and boots don't drink and ride it's illegal and dangerous the point is good drink swell vodka proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in iowa like swell vodka on facebook find swell at fine stores that sell spirits i'm jessica patterson women's motocross champ and you're listening to Pass radio All right, welcome back to the show. It is uh, Pit Pass. PJ, uh, Roman, Scotty, let's see, uh, Tony Wink uh, is is getting ready to start blowing stuff up. Yep. Yep, hopefully he has all of his fingers this time next week. Well, well he had a little boo-boo. He had a little accident trying to test some out. He may or may not have got a finger a little bit scorched. But oh you got to test out the product to know how good it's going to work and accidents happen you don't have to light it in your hand but whatever they have more firepower now down at tony's fireworks stand than kim (laughs) jong-ul i don't doubt that at all (laughs) don't tony tony's doing a big business i know he is Uh, yeah actually uh, all things start up on sale tomorrow so he'll start uh literally um the sales are on man and there's competition and it's fun this is what he does best right and there's going to be four locations hmm so he's going to try to kind of cover that market down there pretty well. So we'll see. All right, let's go to our very next guest, if we can. I want to thank Mark Samuels, by the way. Interesting uh, interview, as always. Uh, Mackenzie Tricker has been on the podium six of the eight rounds so far uh, in the GNCC class. Uh, the, what, what are you calling it? The double, w, WXC yep. GNCC. Okay. She Women's Cross week. Country. Women's Cross Country. Grand GNCC. National Cross Country. Boy, we we <laughs> love to, to name stuff, don't we? Uh, Mackenzie Tricker joins us. Mackenzie, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. Man. Thank you so much for joining us. Almost a good man. Thanks for joining us. Um, let's talk a little bit about the last, uh, the last two races in particular. You won them. Um, yeah. wh- where is it coming from? Um, I'm not really sure. Um, I'd love to. I'd love to know myself. But um, <laughs> yeah, Ohio, which was um two weeks ago, round seven. Um, that was an absolute muddy mess. But uh, I seemed to do pretty good in those conditions, so I was able to win there. Um. And then just this past weekend in New York, um, complete opposite, dry, rocky, and dusty, and um, I was able to get another win there and, and make it two in a row. So um, with the year, I mean, I've been on the podium a lot, but with some of the bad luck I've been having, it, it's great to um, 
only around now, just before the summer break. Mackenzie, speaking of the bad luck, let's talk about round two and round three. <laughs> yep. Um, so, so I, quick question though. Let me get. Yep. Let me ask this. How do you think round three with getting the DNF affects your championship contention? Um, I think we we still get three drop rounds this year. Um, I think in the past we've got four, but this year they turned the WXC to a pro class, so they made it to three. So, um, I mean, I'm still somewhat in the championship. I've just got to keep winning races. Since uh, Taylor, who's winning, she's got five wins so far this year compared to my two. So I just got to win some more. Mackenzie Trick, our guest. You're listening to Pit Pass uh, Radio. This portion of our program brought to you by that Fly Light Hydrogen Racewear. Uh, you've been listening to us tell you about it. Now's a chance for you to check it out. Go to the uh, website or talk to a dealer near you, flyracing.com. It's that BOA system that is what works so magic in the uh, fly racing gear, the light hydrogen line. And I do believe if if I'm not wrong, I think I'm I think I'm right. They were the first one with this system to the market. Yeah, they were. And really set the pace, right? Yeah, yeah. Abs- yep. absolutely. Mackenzie, which uh, which model are you riding? Uh, KTM. We know you're on a KTM. They've got an entire fleet of bikes. Ostensibly, you could be racing. Which one are you killing on? Uh, just a KTM SXF 250. SXF in the woods. Well, but. Sh- She's not just a woods rider. Yeah, yeah, you probably are running motos too, aren't you, Mackenzie? Yeah, yep. Um, she can do it all. Yeah, this weekend I'm actually going to race High Point um, WMX on Friday. Wow, that's big timing. Well, I got some time off, so I would. I, I don't know why you wouldn't. I, I'm curious to see how that goes for you. Um, yeah. Let's talk about your setup right now. You're down there. Are you at Traveler's Rest with everybody else training? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm down in Traveler's Rest. Um, I live uh, at one of Randy Walken's properties. Um, he's a ex, you know, I think, Enduro and DNCC champion. Um, he's actually Yamaha-based. He has a Yamaha team, but um, <laughs> he still lets me come and live and hang out with all his riders. And, um, yeah, it's it's a good time down here. So what, uh, so, and... I, I might be wrong, but don't you and Taylor have kind of a, a good friendship, too? Yeah, yep. So, um, Taylor, me and Taylor are the same age and um, from the same country, back <laughs> home Australia. Um, and, yeah, so we both ended up here, and funnily enough, we're both, we live an hour from each other here while we're both in the U.S. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've, we've been friends for a long time, but uh, just in the past year, we've, we've definitely become a lot closer, and uh, we actually drove to the race in new york together this weekend um that's that's what i thought yeah so i mean it, it's a good time um we don't really talk about racing much uh we joke around about about some of the things that happen i'll be like oh the thing you do this or she'll say that about whatever i did or something but um yeah we just have a pretty good friendship away from the track and uh when it comes racing i mean you, we try to look out for each other i'm sure i mean i don't want to yeah hurt result or anything but at the same time <laughs> This is both our living, so, and I mean, I'm sure she would say the same thing. So do you travel, Mackenzie? Do you have a on-staff mechanic that uh, goes to all your races with you? I guess I'm trying to get a gauge on, uh, you know, what level of uh, of uh, effort you put your, your team puts in. 
Yeah, um, yeah, I have a mechanic, uh, Woody Bramlett. He, he actually lives just about, uh, north of Atlanta, so about four hours from me. Um, and he goes to all the national enduros and GNCC races, um, and he takes my bike to all of those also. Right on. So he he takes the bikes home and makes sure they're ready to go for you, and then you just you probably have practice bikes at home. Yep, yep. I look after my motorbike and my practice bike. Jeez, must be rough. I know. Having God your bike dang. show up. You, you don't have to do nothing. Yeah, just go fast. <laughs> yep, yep. No, I just, yeah, just look after my practice bike. It's pretty good. Do you have a, do you have a family outside of... Uh, I mean, clearly you have parents somewhere, if not here, but uh, have you got a significant other, family, yeah, kids? Um, no, no kids. Um, um, I've got my mom and dad and my brother and sister back home in Australia, and then um, my boyfriend Dylan lives here in the U.S. Um, he lives in Charlotte, but he comes down to Greenville. I go up there quite a bit, and he comes to pretty much every race with me. So, um, yeah, I mean, but I also have a lot of people over here in the U.S. that are, aren't blood-related, but they, they treat me like family and have taken me in over the years. So, yeah, appreciate it. Everything that is, everyone does it, for me while I'm here. Is that kind of how you ended up at Travel's Rest? I'm, I'm yeah, just curious. It <laughs> yeah, it is. I actually, um, I mean, it's kind of a long story, but uh, I met Jessica Patterson um, yep. in 2013 racing the WMX and uh, become good friends with her and Eddie and... Um, they invited me in the start of 2014 to come to Travelers Rest, and I lived with them for three years and uh, met everybody else here in Travelers Rest, and I'm still here now. Um, I don't live with them anymore, but uh, they're just on the other side of town, and um, yeah, it's it a great spot for riding a dirt bike. Well, and it looks to me, because I mean, I, I follow you guys because I'm, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm really enthralled with everything that you guys do, and I'm really... Um, I don't know what's the word I want to say, but, you know, I'm really pumped and I'm really excited to watch you guys, you know, kind of grow and, and get this thing off the, you know, off the ground. And, and with what Jessica's doing down there and running the cars, running more, you know, MX training and then having some track stuff going on, it looks like it could be just popping up another big training area. Yeah, I mean, it, it's already, it's really big for off-road around here. Um, there's some motor riders that uh, if you race off-road, I think South Carolina, North Carolina, and all that, all around here is a great spot. Um, and then obviously now Jess has the track here in Travelers Rest, and, and they've been doing a pretty good job and um, pushing for the, they've got a motor track, and they just um, built a night track here just a few weeks ago, and then uh, she's actually having a w, double-headed WMX round. Um, at the end of the month, so I think uh, a lot of girls from all over the country are going to be coming. And um, yeah, I mean, it's this is home for me while I'm here in the U.S. So it's pretty cool to uh, be able to go to a WMX, which only like five minutes from here. So um, I'm pretty stoked on that. And obviously, I mean, I've been friends with Jess for a long time, and um, it's cool to see them putting in the work and um, keeps giving back to sport a little bit. So that's awesome. So do you think she's going to dust off the boots? I don't know. I actually haven't asked her if she's going to, but I mean, I doubt it. She's, um, I guess you could call her a promoter now. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a dirty word. Yeah. Promoter? A promoter. promoter. Uh, we call Tony a promoter to his face. Yeah. He does not <laughs> like it. He doesn't like it at all. I think she's probably still pretty fast on a bike. I, I'm pretty sure she could she could go I and have a... I think she's always going to be fast. I haven't rode with her for a long time, but... <laughs> 
the last time I did, she hadn't rode for a long time, and she was still going just as fast as me, if not faster. So, yeah. All right, kid, did a great job. Appreciate you taking uh, the time to talk with us here, and uh, yes. we'll look forward to uh, continued great results for you. Yeah, thank you very much. Mackenzie, any sponsors you want to list off real quick? Uh, big thanks to Bonanza Farming KTM um, and Trail Justice and everybody else who helped me go racing. Thank you, guys. There we go. All right. Quick timeout. More on the other side. Stay tuned. It's Pit Pass. What's up? This is Brian Deegan, the general of the Metal Militia. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. That's what's up. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. This is Andrew Short, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high-quality performance products for power sports and enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app 
for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. This is Jeff Gibson. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Welcome back to uh, the show as we head to the top of the hour. I want to thank uh, Bobby Fong. Uh, do an outstanding job, as always, on the show. Uh, we happen to uh, like Bobby a lot. And Mark Samuels, outstanding interview there. And Mackenzie Tricker uh, lit up the, uh, the entire final segment. So uh, we thank all three of them. Coming up in hour number two, we have a super surprise guest. Mark Peroni will be joining us. And then we'll have Jeffrey Carver Jr. and Kyle Redmond. So tricky hour, if you will, but uh, none trickier than hour number one. This portion of our program brought to you by Swell Vodka, six times distilled, six times filtered. Swell Vodka belongs in the well. Ask for it at your favorite spot, Swell Vodka. When we started promoting these guys, they were in like 150 locations. Now they're over 700 locations. I, I know in our house, um, if we do buy vodka, yeah. it is Swell Vodka. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> a lot. All right, you can find Yamaha Sea-Doo Can-Am and Beta along with KTM and Polaris under one roof. Talk to the friendly staff in Grimes, Iowa. Find them online at hicklandpowersports.com. Stay tuned. Hour number two is coming up next. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack DeLeon Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946.
Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. I'm going to two of the big program as we get underway. This portion of our show brought to you in part by our friends at Combined Insurance and Agent Rodney Fleckinger. For race day supplemental insurance, call our friends at Combined Insurance, 515-408-9296, or find out more information online at combinedinsurance.com. All right, uh, again, big hour on tap for you. We've got Mark Peroni, we've got uh, Jeffrey Carver Jr., and Kyle Redman. Uh, but before we go to our first guest in hour number two, let's go to uh, P.J. Duran for breaking news. P.J.? Uh, another recap of Bruno, our most recent world superbike race from the Czech Republic. Uh, race one situation normal. Mr. Johnny Ray was at the front. Race two, not so normal. The Yamahas found something extra, and they were first and second. The uh, Pato Factory Yamaha team of uh, Alex Lowe's and Michael Vandermark. That was the big news, and Mr. Ray crashed out. Also, this past weekend, we'd be remiss if we didn't tell you they unveiled the Nikki Hayden statue in Owensboro. Big deal, massive crowd. Looks the, amazing. Uh, amazing deal. Um, some really uh, interesting words from uh, some of the Haydens about that. Um, Can you describe it? Yeah, it is. It is literally a recreation of the famous picture of Nikki Hayden winning the 2006 um, world title. That was the year he won the title, but it's the photo of. Uh, Nicky going down the straightaway or, uh, with the flag over his arm, standing on the pegs. It's a beautiful statue, all in uh, bronze, I believe, but they have a real American flag uh, on oh, cool. the statue. So it's a red, white, and blue flag off of the statue of Nicky, uh, very emotionally uh, taking the checkers in the wind for, uh, at Laguna. I think that was that picture. And. Uh, it was a. It's an amazing deal. The the turnout, the pictures I've seen were incredible, and it's going to be a mecca for race fans all over the United States and internationally. People are going to travel to the Owensboro just area to it, just to see it because it's an amazing. Uh, it is an amazing statue. Breaking news continues. We go to Roman Avila. Roman. So we've already touched on this a little bit, but uh, you know the thomas covington deal he's coming back he's going to be racing and what's funny is and we didn't mention this earlier but his dad is uh works for uh, monster energy and he'll be riding for the rockstar energy husqvarna team <laughs> still um we're gonna have a couple riders be coming back soon jimmy dakotas will be back he's already been back on the bike riding uh i'm guessing with the uh justin bogle situation and phil nicoletti justin must be very close to coming back on the bike um so you know and then uh in the gncc pro guys you know uh russell won it bollinger was close and thad duvall is third so um a lot of racing this last weekend all around mm -hmm. yeah russell well how are you going to be kidding anyway okay let's uh let's go to our first guest hour number two uh he recently won the 2018 last dog standing race he joins us now kyle redmond kyle how are you How's it going? I'm great. Did you learn anything there in our breaking news? <laughs> yeah, I, I did, actually. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you could fill me in later off air. 
<laughs> anyway, welcome, man. How are you? Uh, yeah, doing good. Just uh, about to eat some dinner and hanging out, hanging out with a girlfriend. Cool. And and how long have you guys been dating? Uh, I don't know, like nine months, something like that. Oh, so they nice. don't ask me those questions, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to give the wrong nah, answer. You right. don't want to get in trouble for no. the wrong answer. <laughs> no, not before dinner. All right, let's go to PJ. Starting us off here, PJ. There was a wrist injury I know uh, that um, that Kyle's been working through, and those are you know you don't ever want to mess with wrist injuries. And I think your own Tony. Not Wayne. when you're not when you're racing a motorcycle. It's kind of a crucial component of controlling any motorcycle uh, in any form. What what can you tell us about yeah. the last last dog standing race, uh, Kyle? It's a uh, I, I will plead. I'm, it's not a race. I've definitely heard of it, but I don't know much about the race. What uh, Can you give us a recap on what the event's all about? Yeah, so it's been going on for uh, six, maybe, years. It's been going on for a while. So it's, uh, it's at Glen Helen. Everybody knows where that is. So they basically take you out into the, to the mountains surrounding Glen Helen and put you through some pretty tough trails and man-made obstacles. They have a pretty cool-looking tire mountain. I'm sure you guys have seen the photos. You gotta like lift your bike up and all that. So yeah, it's a it's a fun event. You know, it's all day long. It's hot. I, mean, I think it was like over ninety out there. So so, so this is a la Erzberg. I mean, I'm envisioning something like Erzberg, which I'm a little more familiar with. Yeah, it's similar similar to Erzberg in concept. As, yeah, in concept, it's not as like like big of mountains or anything. But they had a pretty long rock pile and and stuff, just like Carl's Diner. You know. A, little, a lot shorter, but you know, similar, similar, similar style. So it's considered a extreme endurel. I think that's the the name for them. So, and is it part of an existing race series, or is this a standalone single event? Uh, you know, winner take all type of event. It's a it's a qualifier for the the uh, TKO. So there's a there's a few events leading the up Tennessee to the Knockout. Yeah, and it's for people to qualify into there, and then you know, get to race TKO, so. Well, and, and Kyle, this is kind of up in your wheelhouse anyway with the Enduro Cross and, and everything else, right? I mean, this is kind of yeah. what you do anyway. Yeah, this is like my favorite kind of thing to do, honestly. I mean, I've, I I won the first race that they had there. So, like, I've, you know, I've done almost every one. I think I missed two years. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was right at home and, it's literally an hour from my house, so it's <laughs> it's a lot like what I have to ride on, to be honest. How was the ten thousand dollar purse uh, split up? Uh, I I don't know. I got I got four grand for the win, so that's okay. all. Now I don't know that, what. Hey, that's good. That's all that matters, that's right? Top five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they did pay out the top top, top five. five. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if, only if four guys finished two laps though, so this. Uh, I'm not, <laughs> This I'm not sure that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Only four guys finished two laps. Yeah. In other words, four guys on the lead lap. Everybody else not on the lead lap. Yeah, basically, there's two laps, so it was a uh, it was about a I don't know about a three hour race, I think. So it's pretty long. It's almost like a hair scramble around with, here. With special tests, though, also, yeah. or is that what you were saying, Kyle? There were special tests through the day. Um, well, no, there was just, there was three different races, though. There was a, a prologue, which was 15 minutes, and then 
there was a, a longer race, which was about an hour, or I don't know. Maybe 60, 60 minutes. minutes, yeah. Yeah, and it, it was pretty difficult, but it wasn't super hard. And then they threw everything they had at us for the final. We had to do two laps. So it was, like I said, it was like over an hour a lap. And, oh, my gosh. And they had a Glen Helen, so it was tough. <laughs> How rough was the uh, three hundred foot uh, rock trough? Yeah, that was, that was pretty. That was pretty interesting. I mean, it. I don't know. I I loved it. I mean, I like that section. So I, I had fun every time, and I think, uh, yeah, a lot of people broke some stuff in there. So bikes and levers and whatnot. But it was cool. I think that's a perfect thing to have because people can see it. It was you know down by the track, so it was, it was accessible and. I think it was bitching. When when you have, uh, and, and I would call this a difficulty, um, that rock trough, what is, is there is there a rule about maintaining contact with your bike or, or just uh, get through there as best you can? You just got to get through there. I mean, you can't leave. You, can't, you know, you got to stay in the rocks. And it's, uh, it's hard to stay in the rocks, honestly, because there's like, there's ribbons on the side and there's a lot of <laughs> people, I think, breaking through the ribbons and it's like, a few times I just I was like really close to the edge, you know, because it's like sometimes the easiest, That's a fast line. That's the only line you can use. Yeah, but, but you got to be really careful to stay on the track or else. They DQ you? Yeah. Well, these rocks aren't small either. No, they're, I mean, they're boulders. They're boulders. <laughs> yeah, they're calling them rocks is, rocks is a bit of a misnomer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm looking there's, at there's some of the... pretty good line through there. Pictures. But, you and know, there's always a guy in there or something, so... Stuck. you got to then go through the big holes. Corey of Grafunder, I understand, got stuck in a man-made mud hole. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did, you, did you pass him, or did he? Did you see him at all? So, Corey, actually, he's crashed on a teeter-totter yeah. In, the, yeah. in the prologue. So, he was he was leading. I, I was second. And then he was going fast. He was running away with it, honestly, and he just had a, a stupid crash and, and I'm hurt s- his ankle pretty bad. Yeah, it, it's... He broke it. I mean... Yeah, and you know that, but I've watched this video of him hitting this teeter totter. I don't understand it. He's a pro guy. Why is he going so fast? I mean, he was riding. He wanted to win. You know, I mean, he was going great. He was seeing the red mist, as they uh, say. He was just a little out of the safe zone into yeah, the race zone. I think he was pushing it a little bit harder than maybe he he absolutely needed to, and. Old lady luck that's, caught that's, him. That's why they wave the checker flag at the end, not in the middle. Oh, <laughs> man, I keep watching this video, and it's, oh, it gets that me every time. Really that was yeah, a good point. Yeah, it. No, it's not good. Um, but. Yeah, so let's talk about, this is only your second race back for the season. Yeah. Um, we will be coming up on Endure Cross. What are the, what's going up? What's going on for you up until that time? Are you got some more races on on hand, or are we now just yeah. going to start prepping for Enduro Cross? Well, there's a Red Bull event next weekend, so it's the 23rd. Uh, I'm going to do that one. That's uh, up in Canada, so I won I won that one last year, so I got to go back and try to do it again. You always got to defend that, that title, right? Yeah. Red Bull. When I hear Red Bull, I assume there's some good money on the line and makes it worth the trip. Uh, Canada. I mean, <laughs> they're going to give you Canadian. They're going to give you loonies. They call them toonies when you yeah. get two. Every 
every Canadian I know complains about their exchange rate, so I guess I can too. Well, we have a, <laughs> we have a surprise caller on line three. Let's go to Justin uh, Trudeau. Justin? No, no, we don't have no, a, no. Canadian Prime Minister. Uh, he's been on the he's been on the news enough. So it all finished like this. Kyle Redmond finished with a 3-1, Tristan Hart a 2-2, Taylor Robert a 1-3, and then it's all downhill from there. Yeah. That's it just the attrition was unbelievable. That's crazy. That was close. I mean, it's good racing. I think well, obviously the the talent was pretty big there. Yeah, and, the, and this track is just I mean, it's Gnarly is the word. Yeah, gnarly is the word. Do you do you have a race? Do you race on a on a big team, Kyle? Or are you? Uh, as, would you call yourself a solo effort? No, I, I ride for SRT. SRT, nice. Yeah. Now the, it's the big team. Yeah, and it has uh, Tristan on there and Corey Grafunder and a bunch of guys all over the place, the East Coast. And I'm sure you know. We're going to try to get Corey on for next week's show to try to get a medical update as long as we can get clearance. So that would be that would be fun, fun for sure. How how old are you now? Uh, I'm turning 30 on Thursday. 30 oh, this Thursday. Happy birthday. Yeah, a couple of days early. Um, and yeah. how long have you been racing and, and how did you start? What type of racing when you started? Uh, I've been racing since I was 18. My, I got my... My first race was a desert race. I mean, it was just California stuff, you know, but I did a few of those and I hated them and then actually got the opportunity to go to Erzberg just like right real quick, right off the bat, you know, and that was kind of what started my whole like, career in racing. I mean, it just kind of happened. I mean, I just kept doing it from there and getting better and better and met the right people, you know. I, I lived near Kirk Caselli, so that really helped me. You know, he, he taught me a lot and all that. So, yeah, I, I think I just kept going with it. What What do you think about Erzberg? I uh, I like it. I mean, it's a it's a cool race. It's, that, a, it's like the biggest race you can do. It's as an off roader, besides you know, like six days and stuff. But it's so tough. Yeah, it's uh, it, it literally does separate the. The cream and the the wheat from the chaff, yeah. if you will. It's you do yeah. not, you don't just get to show up there. No, and, you uh, don't show up there. Dog paddle, and I'll, I'll get through this. And it's a legit challenge for anyone who takes the line. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I've done it. I think I'm fifty fifty for finishes, so you know. And you're really good at this. Yeah, if it doesn't go well. You're you go a long ways for nothing. By the way, one of my favorite picks of you uh, from the weekend, going through the um, uh, the infamous tire bridge. <laughs> I get it. I would honestly, I would have got hung up in there, forgot out a way to break an arm, separate a shoulder, something like <laughs> dislocate that. your hip. Yeah, that it's like you just get beat up through there. You're just, right, you're just taking punches. You know, well, in the way in that tire mountain. Everybody is the size of those tires. Yeah, they're just getting. Everybody is like held up in there. They're stuck. Bike stuck. Guys are helping other guys. Yeah. I how, just, how many times do you do you end up just using a, another human or their machine as traction? Because <laughs> I got to think this is the event where that happens. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it was all so the three of us came to it together, Taylor, Tristan, and me. So we were kind of close to each other and. Me and Tristan kind of got tangled up in them. So, 
I mean, it wasn't using each other for traction, but there's not that many lines up it that are good enough to take. No. So we're all fighting for it and yelling at each other and whatnot. <laughs> how did you... Get out of my way! I don't even know how many hill climbs there were. Was it two or three? Oh, there's a ton of hill climbs. Yeah. The stuff in the back where it was all new was the hardest part, and it was like... Uh, I don't even... I don't know how to explain it. It was like Little Canyon. Right. With huge hills. You know, like really steep. And it was just silt. Yeah, that, silty. That is what was the hardest part. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually rewatching some of this, uh, some of the race, and you're going up the, the hillside there, and it just, all you can see is the silt dust coming up. Yeah. So it's a, it's a pin, it, pin it at the bottom and hope you had enough momentum to make the top? Yeah, just get as far as you can, and then you just think, and then you start pushing your bike from there. So oh, man. That's how I kind of broke away from Taylor. And that's a long day of riding when you get to do that for a few hours. So so I've got, I'm going to out myself right now. So is it two weeks ago now, almost, I went and rode my first hair scramble out in Logan, mm-hmm. and I'm a motocross guy, and, and I'm an older, I'll be 43 next month. But I'm not a really good off-road racer at all. And I, I picked the worst one to go to because it was an uphill, downhill, mm-hmm. uphill, downhill, tight trees. And I bounced off a few of them, and I missed a couple uh, the trail and jumped off track into some down trees and stuff on my YZ252 stroke. And yeah, You can my, get stuck there for a while. Yeah. Well, that, that did happen to me. So I did. And here's the kicker. I did three quarters of a lap and I called it. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I hit three trees solid. I went and jumped <laughs> off the track twice and landed into a bunch of dead wood and thought, oh my God. This is I'm not so, for me. I'm so yeah, lucky no. that I didn't roll halfway down the hill and I was so gassed. I'm thinking, where's my brake? I need a brake. Yeah. 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 No. No but, brakes for you. Yeah, you gotta. You you probably just no. live on a bicycle, don't you, Kyle? When you're not actively riding, or is that not your training regimen? Uh, well, I don't know. I do it as much as I can. Lately, I haven't been doing much, but wrist. Oh yeah, I just I, I got. I've been working with uh, Dirt Bike Magazine lately, so that's been kind of my main focus for the last couple weeks. But kind of learning the ropes and all that, but uh. Yeah, the wrist, kind of just in the back of my mind, it was just kind of like, eh, I don't really need to be riding right now. Beating it up too much. Trying to let it heal. Yeah. So, it's actually great right now. So, I'm, I'm happy and I want to go full back into training now. So, so what are you going yeah, to... I was, I was tired in the race. Just, yeah. yeah. What are you <laughs> doing stuff. for Dirtback Magazine? What are you doing there? Just a little bit of everything. You know, mainly helping them with their website and trying to learn that side of it and then I'll move on to other stuff. Cool. Later. I've been working with Tom Webb a lot, so. So, like, cool. test rider, and uh, you'll be an editor, or if not an editor, a contributor? Yeah. Yeah. Be writing your own articles? That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. I'm, I'm enjoying the new challenge. It's one way to control the media when you are the media. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, well, here we are. But, but, <laughs> but and Kyle, you know this. Most 
dirt bike enthusiasts, they want to hear from dirt bike racers or other riders or somebody yeah. that has raced and has some legit knowledge on the topic that they're trying to discuss or, or provide tips or whatever it could be. I don't just want some Joe Schmo telling me, Hey, pin it through this corner here like this, or, you know, I want to hear yeah. from a, from a legit guy that's, that has real experience with it. Yeah, I think it, I think it helps. I mean, it kind of validates the opinion a little bit. Sure. You've been through it and done it. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy. I'm excited. You know, it's perfect. I can I can keep racing and and they're they're super cool about that. They're giving me time to go to races and all that. So and I'll be there covering them. So it's kind of going to work out for everybody. Think, awesome. Yeah. Okay. I think we're all done with questions now. The question and answer no, portion no, of the show. It's been fun talking <laughs> to Kyle. <laughs> no. Kyle has sponsors. Who do you want to thank? Yeah, I just want to thank you know my main my main boss. Uh, Craig Thompson with SRT, he's, he's the coolest boss, I want to throw that out there, and uh, Husqvarna, you know, my bike was amazing this weekend, um, FMS, cock goggles, hammer nutrition, that helped me through, for sure, having that stuff on the camel back, you know. Yeah, I was, I, I'm just looking at a cam, you sitting on your bike, uh, Taylor standing next to you, and you've got your camel back on, so I was wondering what was in yeah. there, if it was water or what. No, it, was, it was hammer. I like to throw that heat stuff in there. It's a electrolyte drink. Okay. Give you that, that little extra sugar and electrolytes to keep going. A little buzz. Just a little buzz. Maybe that's what I should have done <laughs> instead of just putting cold water in mine. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, might have helped me. Cramping is, is the worst part of those races. Like, once your body gets depleted and it's 90, whatever it was, like, you just, I just start cramping, you know? And it's, that's kind of what it's all about, fighting those cramps. Once that happens, you're you're just not a good rider anymore. You know, it's like you can't twist the throttle or use the clutch. And just, no, that's one of the other guys had that same problem. He's like, I just couldn't pull the clutch in anymore. Right? He goes, I had to quit because I couldn't pull the clutch in. I was done. Four he goes, my, my legs were cramped. and I don't, I've never had that, but, I mean, I can understand how that could happen to you. Kyle, thanks for taking the time to join us on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Kyle. Hope tell to talk to you soon. tell uh, Taylor we said hey. And congrats on your win. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I went Kyle Redman, Tristan Hart, and Taylor Robert uh, from uh, 1, 2, and 3. And I tell you what, uh, very competitive. Uh, but go to uh, type in uh, Dirt Bike Magazine, Last Dogs Standing, and I guarantee you, you're going to be amazed at some of the stuff these guys put themselves through voluntarily. Voluntarily. <laughs> All right, take a quick time out. More on the other side. This portion of our program brought to you by Wiseco Performance Products, carrying a full line of forged pistons, forged clutch baskets, clutch hubs, crankshafts, forged connecting rods, valves, and a lot more. It's just about anything you need for a motorcycle, an ATV, snowmobile, PWC, outboard marine, or automobile. One name, one solution. It's Wiseco. Look for them online at wiseco.com. Hey, this is Jake Holden. Watch out for the Jakeosaurus, number 59. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires. 
starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco Off-Road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. No speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans. Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno 1460 kxno the yamaha yzf r3 sport bike at hicklin power sports and grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of yamaha r series superbike performance it features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin-engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. This is Davey Coombs, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to Pit Pass. Casper, uh, uh, Avila, and Duran in studio. Big shout-out to Tommy Boy and Chris Bishop. Jack and Leon DeLeon are producers of the program. Uh, this portion of our show is brought to you in part by Hicklin Power Sports, and I've got one particular question I want to ask you. How special is that 250 SXF, the, um, that new KTM? Is it special? The TPI? Mm-hmm. Is that the one you're talking about? The new two-stroke TPI, transfer port injection, one and only Brad Smith, otherwise known as Fatty of FTW Co., bought the one we had. It is his baby now hmm. uh, from FTW did you, Co. Did, did you get Did you get to ride it? 
I did not write it. No one wrote it at the dealership because it was the only one. Uh, you know, we wanted to, but yeah, it was the to. only one. Mm. I would think I will get a chance now since my friend Fatty owns it. <laughs> I will be getting a chance on it. <laughs> I'm really curious to know how that truly handles because I love two strokes. I mean, I, I have one. I just want to know how like responsive it is and just yeah i think it's gonna be off the chart ktm uh you know they're known for anything it's for bringing innovation that actually matters to a motorcycle so i don't think it's window dressing it's actually it's the right answer there's i've ridden some incredibly good carbureted two strokes but this is just next level and really the big up for any off-roader is you don't have to mix your gas now. It's got a separate oil tank, and yeah. it does all of that for you, and it uses a crazy small amount of it, and it yeah. gets way better gas mileage. The huge bane of a two-stroke was it I keep wasting it. so much. Yeah. It's going out the back. Not anymore. Now it's it's transfer port injected only after the exhaust is closed. You're not wasting gas. No. It gets by the EPA. It sips fuel. It, just everything about it's better. Well, yeah, and you, you don't have to worry about probably flooding it out like you do a carburetor exactly right you don't have to touch the gas you're not going to follow the plug you're none of that yep oh i would yeah well you might find a way you'd figure figure out a way to screw it up all right three days 16 hours 43 minutes and 30 seconds from my count to the okc mile presented by indian motorcycle of oklahoma city and i gotta tell you we've got a quick quick guy who's uh, right now running in fourth overall so far in the AFT Twins uh, class for 2018. He joins us now, Jeffrey Carver, Jr. Jeff, how are you? Pretty good. Uh was just uh, listening in a little bit of uh, your guys' conversation. And uh, Fatty, uh, my buddy out there from FTW, he actually sponsors me a little bit. And, uh, right on. Good group out, out that direction and everything. Jeff and Fatty are the guys. I uh, uh, Year one yep. and two, I was... They sponsored me when I was a little more active with my uh, road racing in the Wear Series. They sponsor cool dudes all over the world, literally. I mean, if you're on the team, you know this. There's guys from all over the world. Yep, yep. yeah, it's a pretty cool deal. Let's talk a little bit about uh, being in fourth. How do we uh, climb out of fourth and into third, second, first overall? Uh, that's got to be your gro- your uh, your goal. Um, you know, go out there and try and win races. Um, if you you win you get second or third you're making really good points the points drop off pretty quick and uh so really first place is the best i mean you get the most amount of points you're you're jumping up i think it's maybe 21 or 19 points per second so it's like you know you got a big jump there and then it kind of tapers down but um i just got to get a little bit more consistent and stuff as well and try and um um just you know get out there and do my best every week and try and get top fives we've had a little bit of issues with uh you know, finishing, you know, just inside the top 10 and had some, a little bit of bike issues here and there. And, uh, we're trying to work the bugs out, figure out what it takes. And, um, you know, we're trying to make our bikes better. So we're, you know, we are running into little things here and there, but what we're learning and, uh, that's a really important part. And I feel if, uh, if we're learning and we're, we're learning the mistakes that happen and the little issues with the Indian and stuff now, then, uh, we're, we're learning them before a lot of other people are having them happen to them. So, we're just going to kind of keep trying to work and just keep rolling forward. Jeffrey, you, uh, you're you on what, uh, you know, clearly a lot of people believe the best bike out there in the class that you're in. Um, 
And, of course, uh, Mr. Pastrana somehow got four of them and is going to be recreating Evil Knievel on them, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, we're, we're all stoked about that deal. It's Travis. What do you expect? Yeah, it's it's amazing that he could get four of them, though, right? I mean, are, are you a bit surprised, Jeffrey? I'm sure there's some guys in the flat track paddock going, hey, uh, could those, use one those, of those. Those could have been our bikes. Yeah, well, you know, it just was first come, first serve, you know, and um, you just kind of, you order them up, and, you know, everybody pays, uh, you know, 38 to, to 50 grand, kind of, and go from there, you know, um, and... Uh, are you a one-bike Are you a one bike team right now, Jeffrey, or do you have a backup? Um, no, we have, we, we have a backup, um, so uh, Rob Shop from uh, Indiana Metro Milwaukee owns one of them, and then uh, my big sponsor, Roof Systems, they own they own like four or five of them right now. Um, I have two of we have two of them right now, and he hooked up uh, Kevin Stallings and Brandon Price with one, and then he's actually waiting on two of them. I think he's got the last two. He's got fifty nine and sixty, I believe, on order. And um, we're kind of preparing for two thousand and nineteen, and uh, want to be want to be the best we possibly can we want to bring the best privateer team anybody's ever seen and uh so this guy's really trying to to step up and uh get us a couple more bikes and stuff running fourth in points against the guys that you're behind uh certainly qualifies uh your statement is very valid uh the best uh privateer team that is out there uh are you are you are you liking the bike on all the courses, or is it, I mean, clearly it seems to be the the machine on a mile, even the half miles. How's, how's it riding at, uh, like, the TTs? I mean, does it feel as good or better than anything else out there? Um, You know, the TTs, I, I still think maybe a Kawasaki might be able to, to, to do the job. I'm kind of working on a Cowie right now, two, two different chassis, and um, um, they're Cowies, you know, you don't have the up pipes up the left. You can have two out the bottom, you know, and um, they're slimmer. They're almost like riding a big Rotax. And um, so I, I, I think I think the Indians are, are totally, you know, possible everything everywhere. But it seems to me that I, they work a little bit better on the bigger tracks. And, um, you know, like the Daytona rode it, we didn't have the best outing. I ended up crashing in the main. I got up going again. But, um, like, the foot pegs weren't level. And uh, we were actually getting the tire into the radiator, and it was just little, little things. And uh, we had—they're—they're uh, actually not the best shifters. I mean, I would almost put an XR over an Indian um, for shifting wise. Wow, that is—that's um, news to me because I would have presumed yeah. they were because it's so much Vice newer versa. than an XR, yep. and I know an XR is not what anyone would call buttery smooth in the gearbox. Oh. I I know, and that's the way exactly. If anybody's ever ridden one or heard people talk about them, I mean, it's it's to them levels where you know, at, uh, down in Daytona, I missed a couple shifts, and the thing would go into a false neutral. And I mean, they're they're great motorcycles. Um, I I would say that the clutch is probably their weakest point. Um, it's actually a KTM two fifty or three hundred uh, clutch package inside of them. So they're uh, we're having issues with oiling to them but um the factory stepped up and they gave us some new stuff we got better oiling passageways and we've done some other stuff recluse clutch is working with us we're 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 doing a lot with them that that really it helped out so you know we're just trying to uh make everything as 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 elite as possible you know and that's just one of the uh the downsides to to the motorcycle but i mean all in all i mean it's it's 
it's amazing. You know, on the miles, what I'm so every time I get on it, I'm learning that the thing has more potential, more potential. The power range is broader and broader than when I originally first hopped on the thing. I I didn't think it had as big of a power range, and now that I'm learning it, it's like it's almost like a a, a you know a a redone XR. I mean, it's got it's got the overrev. You know, they're they're turning eleven two. 11.5, stuff like that. And XRs are known not to be real happy past about 10, right? That's when they really start to eat themselves. Yeah, not past 9. I think the highest I've ever turned an XR was probably 94. Okay. 96 back in the past, but I think like when I won uh, Lone Star last year, we were turning it like 87 or something, 89. If you want to see the finish line for sure, you want to keep her below 9. Yeah, and and I and I believe that. I mean, you go to the old school, and everybody was talking about you know pulling low gear and making the thing where it lugs and stuff to race them, and they all did that until the Kawasaki stepped in and Suzuki stepped in. Well, then things drag race down the straightaways and would kind of clog everybody up in the corners. So everybody had to start playing the game, and so that's when I think everybody started turning the XR so high, um, and that's when they started to really pop. You know, so I mean, we had six, seven races on ours and never tore it apart, but I never turned the thing hard. And it worked good, you know, everywhere we raced it. I mean, we, uh, that bike's been on the podium every time besides one race that I've raced it. So it, uh, the XR is definitely a good machine. It's got its place. And, um, I'm happy I brought it out at the beginning of the year and raced a couple races. And I'm not sure if we're going to bring it out again. Um, but I, I did get invited to, uh, the, uh, Goodwood, uh, motorsports festival overseas. Over in England, that that's a cool event, man. And they are the, yeah. what do they want you to bring? One of your your, your XR? Yep, exactly. Nobody's seen a real good running XR over there, so they invited us over with a couple of the other guys and uh, kind of hush us. But I thought it'd be kind of cool to let some people know. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's a killer festival, man. You're gonna have a blast. You get to be over there for like the whole week. Yep, yep. They're gonna fly us in a little early, and then. Uh, that's a big deal. And the next games, and the next games will be up right after that. So uh, yeah, they say it's two hundred thousand attendees. So I mean, it Woof. it's pretty cool. Yeah, they're bringing a couple Indians, and I think they're going to bring over maybe one or two other riders, and then me. So it's a, oh, a great opportunity. That's it's, awesome. Uh, it's it's pretty cool because you know I could maybe be the last ever rider to win on an XR seven fifty. You know. And you'll get to watch a yeah. P fifty one Mustang and some really cool vintage yep. warplanes blazing overhead. That's just the coolest event. I I read about it every year. Watch the the TV shows that are made about it, and it's awesome, man. That's that's a cool deal. Well, all right, sponsors. Who do you want to thank? You know, I just really got to thank again. You know, Bruce Systems out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, you know, they're they're big time supporters. They used to help out Terry Poover. Terry Poovey, uh, Jerry Stinchfield is the owner, and he's a junior, and his dad always sponsored them guys and stuff. And uh, um, uh, So I got to also thank, uh, you know, Rob Shop from uh, Indiana Metro Milwaukee, Ben Evans. He's my tuner. He's the one that's making the whole kind of thing go together. And, um, you know, uh, FTW co-guys, Sideburn, RaceSec, uh, Rye Helmet. Uh, Motion Pro, you know, uh, everybody kind of stepping up. Lindell uh, Brakes, they're helping me with some new wheels and stuff. And uh, it's just really cool to have a good, strong group of people behind me and uh, that want to go win races and they're and, and they're and they're willing to uh, step outside of their their comfort zone or what old school dirt track is to create what 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 we are turning dirt track into nowadays. And I'm one of the forefront of the younger guys to do that. So I'm excited about it. 
Oh, we are too, bud. Nice job out of you on the show. Thank you much. Best of luck in Oklahoma. When do you leave? Uh, I'm actually flying out to California tomorrow to go test one of the Alta uh, electric motorcycles on flat track and motorcycles. Sweet. Fly me to, uh, That's Oklahoma, a big deal, too. So. The rep came yeah. to our shop, and we all got to ride him. Pretty you cool. did? You oh, yep. lucky. It's Super pretty, quiet. Pretty cool. I'm excited. <laughs> well, good luck and have fun. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks right. for having me on. Heading to the top of the hour uh, in hour number two. Stay tuned. More Pit Pass after this. This is Chris Heath McNeil. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. In it to win it. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA Closure System race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves at wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle atv snowmobile personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today after 70 years in the business wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno this is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Passionate about motorcycles? Ever heard of the saying that you should make a career out of what you love to do? MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com is a state-of-the-art online job board built exclusively for the power sports industry. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com connects job candidates who are passionate about the motorcycle industry with companies and dealerships that may be looking for you. Upload resumes, receive new job notifications, or just surf the site for your dream job. Turn your passion into a career at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com Time out! Drink Swell Vodka proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you Like Swell on Facebook 
Hi, this is Doug Henry, Adaptive Snowcross, Winter X Games Gold Medalist, and you're listening to Pass. All right, welcome back to Pit Pass. This interview is going to take us to the top of the hour. We're talking to the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Mark Peroni, racer number, still running 767, Mark, is that right? No, that would be 667. It was 567, but uh, I got uh, bumped up to expert at the GNF last year, which is scary. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Now you get to run with the big boys and, more importantly, follow them. Uh, yeah. so where, where are you at right now, Mark? You're, uh, you're in the middle uh, of the Indy Speedway? Yeah, we are, uh, doing the, uh, SDR weekend again for the second year in a row. We were actually the first bikes on track since the 15 MotoGP up here, and I'm looking at the Pagoda right now with the sun setting. It's a beautiful scene, but this is a exhibition weekend. We get a practice and a race each day, Thursday through Sunday, and, um, I got a couple good buddies coming up, Bill and Josh, and we're going to have a damn good time. Looking forward to it. Right on. Mark Peroni, uh, for you listeners, is also, you're still fully operational as a sport bike track time uh, lead instructor, correct, Mark? Yeah, still there. I've been there for 15 years. It makes me feel old, but uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed uh, doing the track days and teaching people and coaching and having a great time, and actually, I think that's how I met you. Yes, that is exactly how we met. Uh, you were you uh, conned some beers out of us. Uh, Mark was uh, trolling the pits on his BMX bike like any uh, prudent 42-year-old man would do uh, and uh, saw me and a friend drinking a beer and said, hey, there's no drinking in the pits. And we uh, were new to Alabama from Chicago. We didn't know. And he said, until uh, you give me one, then it's totally okay. So we uh, became friends at that point. Mark and I have been riding together forever. Mark, uh, nice. Wh- who all are you racing with now? So you're you jumped all in. You started racing what two years ago, two seasons ago. You did a couple uh, get your toes wet in the actual racing, not just yeah, abusing I tires. Always, I mean, I was always aware. I had a lot of friends that raced. I helped them help support them race, and um, you know, it's one of those things where you know following the racing forums for over a decade it's like you know i got i better go ahead and just jump into this so i went ahead and started racing just over uh it was three years ago actually and did some weird stuff had a good time and then um built a unfortunately a, a, a big tl1000r rider i think i'm the only one in any organization oh man you've got a you've had a fleet of them i've only known and, you for yeah. about 12 years and you've had a fleet of the motorcycle yeah. that won't die Absolutely. So I was actually at Barber helping out uh, Jason DeSalvo walking through the pits a few years ago, and I noticed that nobody was racing the TL, and I'm like, you know, somebody's got to represent that. So I actually built a couple of them, and that's one. That's one thing. That's one way ago. to think of it. The other way would be yeah. no one's racing it for a reason. But you know, yeah. you went yeah. you went the totally other way. I see what like, you did there. He's like, there's no representation. I got I got to ride this bike. I like challenges. But anyway, no, to answer your question, no, I'm running with the Wira Arma, and um, this year and last year, I, I'm doing this SVRA stuff where we're at Indy right now, so it's, it, it's a lot of fun, and I, I do it for the fun. You know, the, the guys that uh, do it full tilt are crazy. I mean, I still have my GSXR 1000, which actually I was, uh, when I got bumped up to expert last year, I said, you know what, I'm going to run Moto America, because I could get in the Weir Triple Crown on those weekends, and that is a hoot. It's a blast. Get to pit down. You get to you get to pit with the big, boys, with the big boys. Yeah, but we had a we had a, a, a total rainy weekend at 
Road Atlanta back in March. It was nuts for the opener of Moto America Weekend, as you probably saw on TV. But, um, you know, being uh, twice the age, twice the weight, and having a bike twice the age of the others, it's, it's, it's a challenge and it's fun, and it's all, all in good spirits. Yeah, well, the the GS6R is at least uh, relatively competitive. Uh, I suppose in heavyweight twins, your TLR's not totally the lost cause, right? I mean, has uh, everybody got Panigales now and just killing you with them? Oh, yeah, that and 675s. You know, Weir's got some strange rules of what the 675s run in heavyweight twins. I know, so that's where I ran and where I got my yeah. I got my only trophy at the GNF in heavyweight twins yeah. because the 675 was it was better. I didn't have as much motor, yeah. but I could steer a lot better than those guys. Absolutely, yeah. It, it's not heavy. It's not a twin. And uh, <laughs> that, that's why you freaking won, probably, but... I didn't uh, win. Know, it, it, it was second place. Uh, whatever. <laughs> you TL, I can guarantee you that. But, no, it's fun. But I also raced the TLs in V8, which is a competitive class. It's a vintage eight race for um, Wira, which is a good class. So There's a I lot of uh, there's a lot of hardware in that one. I suppose, guys, R- I would think the TLR is better than an RC51, don't you think? Nah, it's, it's an equal playing field. Whether you like red or yellow, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, pick. Pick your color. They're both pretty much the same bikes. You set them up right, and they're both good. I mean, they're both great bikes. And, you know, you're talking pre-GSXR 1000 for both of them, pre-CBR 1000 for both of them. And those were the super bikes back in the day. And that's what's great about Arma is they actually set up a class called Next Gen 2, which uh, they only allow uh, TL-1000Rs, RC-51s, those bikes. O3 and older Aprilias. As well as the, the original 916, I would think would you know a yeah, 916, yep, not yeah. a 998, but a 916. Oh wow! Yep, and some of the S Rads they actually let some of the S Rad 600 run, so it's it's a lot of fun. That's a cool. Great class and a good organization. That'd be that'd be fun to watch. Vin- really. Vintage vintage bikes yep. racing. I mean, it, Mark's got his bikes there. Uh, I'll blow your horn for you, Mark. He he builds his TLRs with nothing but love. They are state of the art, the greatest parts you can get. Right, you've got Lindemann links on all your stuff. You you know, you've you've taken every single good part that was made and put it into your antique TLRs. Absolutely. I mean, I, I enjoy honestly. I enjoy working on them as much as I like riding them. I mean, it's a lot of fun to take a challenge, especially an old bike, an old dinosaur, an old pig. For all those that are listening, and you know, yes, they are pigs. Have, have fun with it, and they're big bikes, and um, they're a lot of fun. So yeah, every time I see one for sale or see an engine for sale, you pretty much I'll buy it. it up. Yeah, I know. I know you do. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Zach Stanley from Chicago, who I got to hang out with up at Rode. Road America and oh, Mark, you you missed it. Zach is reborn and be bad. A the guy has lost over fifty pounds and looks like he could rip the head off of a fire plug. He is uh, he is completely changed man. Uh, but regardless, you bought one of his old TLRs, which was one of the few times I actually rode one. And it's the most unnecessarily wide motorcycle that is only one cylinder. You know, you know, there's they're one cylinder wide. Why is it so? Why does it have to? Be why so does big? it have to be like a four by eight <laughs> sheet of plywood between your legs? Uh, those Suzuki engineers back in the nineties had some ideas. They had some you know, ideas. Uh, it is, what, they, make they it a couch right with the motor. 
I mean, it is wider between. It's a sofa. It yeah, is wider okay. between Love your seat. between your boots. It is wider than any motorcycle I've ever been on, including my brother's Blackbird. Uh, I mean, it's very similar to a Hayabusa. I would compare it to. I would, yeah. The, the the width between your feet feels about the same as a Hayabusa, except it's only one cylinder wide. Absolutely, and that, that that's what's so funny is especially a, the Moto America event at Road Atlanta, the opener. I had it out there with rain tires on it for the rain because. I'm actually more comfortable riding a V-Twin than I am in my GSX-R, and everybody that was walking by, they'd stop and take pictures of it. I mean, every single person, there's always somebody out there taking pictures of my bike, and I was just like, they think it's a Busa. They think it's a Busa. They think it's a Busa, because it does, <laughs> it looks like one. was like, is that a Busa? You know, they, they just don't know, but it's funny. It's, it, they're, they're, they're good bikes. I mean, they made them from 98 to 03. They're all the same. They just change body work, colors, and that's it. Was there any so, big uh, difference between, I know they made R's and S's. The S is the street model, yep. if you will. The R was the race model. Was there any real difference right. between them between, besides body work? The motor. The motor in general. I mean, everything from the crank to the valves is all different. The, the R is the hot rod. The, the has a much more stronger motor, much more reliable motor, but it's also got a lot more power. So. Yeah, you've been riding them forever, and it seems like you've you've come and gone in phases with them, Mark. You'll have two for a while, then none, then three for a while, then none, and then one, and then four. What I mean, you cannot well, seem to shake the habit. It's the curse of the torque. You know, every time I ride one, it's like if I don't have one and I ride one, I'm like, oh, I need to get another one. And, um, you know, that's just the way they are. I mean, they've got so much torque of any bike. I mean, very comparable to an RC-51 or an Aprilia, no less. And if you talk to Bill Shackleton. We've got an Aprilia for sale in the in the, in the the shop. John Limpke's old Melee 04. He's the original <laughs> owner. Factory model Melee for sale at the shop. If anybody yeah. feels the need to go out and try Mark at a race locally, this bike would be a good one to do it on. So let's get to the important stuff, Mark. We're talking about a uh, plan is vaguely forming to go to the Barber Motorsports round of the Moto America series. Is that a Triple Crown event? It is a Triple Crown event. I will definitely be there. And um, one of my sponsors, Sport Bike Track Time, will be hosting a practice day on Monday for those that want to stick around and have fun. And that's what we're talking about. be there. So I'm going to persuade all my buddies into coming down and hanging out and having a good time. And we'll definitely do it up. So what are you going to be riding? Uh, I'll be riding a, my GSXR 1000 for the uh, Triple Crown, but I'll definitely have a couple TLs there for the uh, practice day. Since it's okay. right down the street from your house, uh, the Triple Crown events at Moto America, for uh, anyone who doesn't know, it's a crossover. Wera and Moto America have been partnering this year and last, I believe this, <clears throat> excuse me, began last year, correct, Mark? The That is, that is correct. Moto yeah, America is is wisely partnering with uh, America's largest uh, amateur racing series, that being Wera, and they're trying to get some crossover, get guys at the the amateur level to see what a pro event looks like and and get uh, the amateur guys a chance to be in front of a crowd. It's a really It's been a good deal for everybody, it seems like, and it's doing the, you know, might as well have two, two awesome race series on one weekend. Absolutely. Well, it's been good to talk to you, brother. You're going to have to uh, start lining up. You're the local local man with the hookups. Uh, I've always paid for my VIP tickets at Barber. I would love to have someone comp those to me. So start pulling your strings. <laughs> well, you can get me the credentials. 
I'll have you covered, PJ. Don't worry. You, Just you make could, it down here. He's could always probably use another wrench or somebody to wash his bike. No, that, there are VIP tickets during the Moto America event. You, all you can eat and all you can drink. Second story of the of the control tower. I'm going to be there. Oh. I've done it. It's Must the only nice. way to go. It's, Must be but nice. The, big, the biggest two words are air conditioning. Yes. Yeah, September in Alabama is a little toasty. <laughs> September. Yeah, I've been down there in that kind of weather and i was shocked at how hot it's been mark are you still riding uh we were just talking to mr jeffrey carver and he's a ftw co racer are you still riding with ftw co yes i am i want to thank them without a doubt because uh those guys jeff and all those guys take care of me and um it's been a pleasure working with them the last shoot i want to say 10 years it's been great mark we're up against the clock appreciate you joining us no problem scott and i'll tell you what I've listened to you for about 11 years, I guess, from the old Pit Pass radio days, and you do a great job. Keep up the good work. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Nicest compliment. You got it. Thank you. You know what? That's, he can he's a good back. interview. He can, can come back him, anytime. 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 And he, he's repping a lot of companies. Mark Samuels, Mackenzie Tricker, Kyle Redman, Jeffrey Carver Jr., and Mark Peroni. Uh, shout out to all you writers out there. Remember, it is Father's Day weekend. Let's bring them all home, okay? Have a good one, everybody. This is Pit Pass. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. I think that was good enough. I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.